0: Hello, and welcome to another exciting episode of Meta, No Meta. Of course, I am your host and podcast master, Tim Jensen. Along with me always is my co-host, Woven, a.k.a. Matt. Matt, say hello.
1: Hey, guys. What's up?
0: And joining us again this evening, we are very lucky to have our good friend and play partner, Justin.
1: What up?
0: Before we move any further, I want to give some warnings. They're not bad warnings. They're just... Warnings. This episode will be several things. It will be long, and it will be dense, and at time there will be mud being slung. You've already read the title of this episode by clicking on the podcast, the PvP Conundrum. So you know what it is. We are going to get down into the mud and mesh this out. We are going to figure out PvP. We're going to talk about why it happens, what it is, and then we're going to go into our mission debriefing, where, surprise, surprise,
2: it's a PvP episode.
1: AKA Justin Cheats. Mudsling already. Oh, no.
2: Okay. All right. All right. And fair warning we are going to possibly attempt to spaz our primary host up at some point yeah. during this episode. Your primary host,
0: the podcast master, is already spazzed.
2: He's just holding his cool. <laughs> <laughs> Means we need to try harder, Woven.
0: That being said, let's move on to the Podcast Masters question this week. I'm trying to find something lighthearted. I thought of a good one this week, I think. And the question is, what is one class that you have never played but have always been curious to play? Who wants to jump in first?
1: Oh, that is a good one. I, I need a minute to think. You go right ahead there, Justin.
2: See, that's the problem. What games we talking about? Uh, Any sort of
0: role-playing game. I mean, there's no classes really in Shadowrun or GURPS, but Pathfinder, D&D, well, those are the two primary class-based ones.
2: I have played all the classes in D&D out of the Player's Handbook, the Heroes Compendium, and the uh, Prestige Heroes. Uh, And really, when we switched to Pathfinder, that Magus is what I'm going to be playing, and that would basically be the only thing
1: oh are okay. you kidding me you're going mangus
2: oh i'm going magus because i'm going to mess who uh, eric told me about this necromancer i gotta screw with
0: oh hey now that necromancer is already having a hard enough time as it wait is. you're
2: the necromancer
0: if there's somebody if there is a character that's having a hard
2: time It's my character. (laughs) Oh, that's going to be entertaining for me.
1: And if there's a character that's being copied out the butt, it's going to be my character.
0: Well, see, Woven here is a little upset just because he was the Mangus first. And then uh, somebody hit uh, Control-C, Control-V on Woven's character to where we got pretty much a cut-and-pasted copy of his Mangus.
2: Well, see, now, the Magus, the reason I'm going that route is because uh, the Sword of Truth book series, Legend of the Seeker, he is a seeker, basically a warrior class, but also has uh, additive and subtractive magic. So he uses all forms of it, and I wanted to do something like that, and Magus is the closest way to do it. But I'm taking a, a few spells that turns everything the Necromancer makes into a living bomb.
0: See, now, those, that class, though, is a fun class. I haven't played it yet, but it is as close as you can get to the perfect hybrid of a sword and shield basher and a wizard. Um, I have been curious about that class. So, uh, Woven, you can actually enlighten us. How great is a Mangus class?
1: Mangus class is very enjoyable. And in case the viewers are a little lost, we are talking about Pathfinder, and the Mangus class <clears throat> is the <laughs> second character that I created, the second character that I started even playing d d all together with. Basically, how I play him is he is a shapeshifter, and I rather enjoy shape- shifting into the form of dragons. It's really enjoyable.
0: All right. All right. So I, I like that answer, Justin. That's a good one. Woven, if you need some more time, I'm going to jump in next if you're okay with that. Go right ahead. Uh, my answer is not that exciting. Uh, it's a episode. It's a class that has been in every game so far, but it's a class I've never played. And that is a wizard. Uh, most of my characters have little to no magical abilities. So I've played a ranger. I've played a rogue. I've played a druid. Granted, they do have magic, but... It's not the same magic. You know what I mean, guys?
1: Yeah, I can understand.
2: Yeah, and you 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 didn't play a rogue.
0: Well, I played a rogue. It's just not a Justin rogue.
2: <laughs> you attempted a rogue.
0: I played a rogue, darn it, and I'm going <laughs> to stand by that. So that being said, I've never played a wizard. I tend to get worried and scared by the magic of these games. Just because it's a lot more to remember and there's a lot more rules that go with it, but I've always wanted to eventually jump in and be a all-out wizard who does nothing but magic. That being said though, there'd be somebody in our play group, that being said though, there'd be two people in our play group who would probably be a little perturbed by the fact that there would be a third wizard in our play group.
2: Actually, I think you'd be a good wizard with how you are a stickler on your notes.
0: Well, thank you. I don't know. I need to, once we get back into Pathfinder, and once a necromancer has ran his course, I think I might start looking into a pure magical class.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, maybe not in Pathfinder, but I think we might be wrapping up pathfinder once we're done with this like not pathfinder altogether, but wrapping up these characters i mm. eric sounds like this is like the epic conclusion that's coming up
0: well he's been building towards it for how many years woven
1: uh well with me at least eight years uh maybe longer from before i even came in
0: yeah, and he wants it to be done Not to say it's a bad story, it's a great story, but Eric is just ready to have it wrapped up.
2: He wants to see the fruits of it.
0: Exactly. So that being said, Woven, what is the one class you've never played, but are always been curious about?
1: You know, I would probably have to say a Beastmaster.
0: Oh, goodness. Okay. (laughs) Uh.
1: I'd love to... I've seen you do it, and I've always thought it would be interesting. Uh, to control animals. Your fur bog is the perfect example of somebody that I would enjoy playing, being able to shapeshift into an animal as well as control animals. He looks so, extremely fun.
0: So more so a druid than a beast master.
1: Yeah, probably right. I would probably go more druid route.
0: Okay, all right. I can, Well, I can tell you firsthand, I... We'll talk anybody's ear off all day. I love the Druid class. A lot of people try to tell you that it's underpowered, but it's all in how you play it. And that being said, all in how you play it means you're going to have fun with it whether or not you do good.
2: Yes and no. It just really depends on how you combine things. Like, I could see Woven, if he goes the shape-shifting routes of it, as the animal points, takes a few ranks into fighter to combine into it. I can see him going gorilla with martial arts styles to back with it.
0: Oh, just don't give that gorilla a banana, right, Woven?
1: <laughs> what are you talking about?
0: Oh. And everybody who's listening is going to have no clue what we're laughing
2: at, but
1: we know. They'll see, find out eventually. Honestly, I would
2: like to see you, Tim, play a caster uh, wizard lines and woven for some reason i can't get the idea of seeing you play a barbarian
0: i would
1: try that for sure
0: well he did have the uh one barbarian in your campaign justin wasn't he a barbarian
1: oh the krogan that's right yeah he was more a warrior
2: brawler
1: well that's true that's true
2: now true barbarian when he If he was to rage and fully lose control, I could see him the way he is with his story, his character build, and how he truly sticks to his character. That would be entertaining.
0: See, but at that point, we'd have to start worrying about the condition of Eric's table. Eric takes pride in his table, and when that barbarian starts getting aggravated and angry, I can see that table starting to flip and get pounded on.
2: No, see, I could see him in the middle of something. If he starts raging and somebody had just irritated him right before, I could see him grabbing you and playing catch.
1: My wife says it beautifully, and I actually want to make it a clip for this podcast where we just implement it at random times that it's needed. But she's like, flip the table, call it a day.
0: That's a barbarian. There we go. <laughs> The lighthearted portion of this episode is now over. If you want to stop now, don't stop now because we need you to keep listening. <laughs> We're going to go into it. The first thing I have here bulleted in our show notes is what is PVP. A lot of people a lot of people know what it is, but they don't really know why it happens. So, player versus player, PVP. It is when the DM decides it's going to be a fun night to be pure chaotic evil and put two of the best players he has and go, hey, you kill him and you kill him, and I'll give a good reward to whoever happens. So that's PvP, right, guys?
1: In a nutshell.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm hearing some mumbling and grumbling from Justin there. So (laughs) apparently he doesn't agree that DMs are evil. No. Okay, Justin. (laughs) All right, Justin, you are the seasoned veteran of our group. What is your idea of why PvP happens?
2: Well, it depends on the DM to begin with. Uh, Some DMs will use PvP to see comparison between the different characters and how the person plays them for balancing purposes. Second, DM really doesn't have anything planned for that night and just instigates third is just to generate pure chaos because sometimes you grow together and you find out who works well with who and it brings the group together during pvp and chaos
0: okay so let me see if i got this right number one is to help improve the characters figure out who's underpowered number
1: sounds like eric but number two sounds like justin
0: number two is the dm is a evil Pure, pure evil. And number three is to try and get the group to go back together. To help them bond together. So, which one of those three did we encounter in our latest
2: mission? I would say more balancing. Because if you want pure evil, pure chaos, that's when I throw Khan at you guys. Well,
0: yeah. uh, Khan, the recurring character of my nightmares...
2: Hey, I purposely designed him to drive you to up a wall, to push you to your limits, and test you.
1: I feel like within Shadowrun, and where our characters are at this beginning time of the campaigns that we're doing, this PvP was inevitable. So, I don't know if it really follows under any of those categories.
0: Now, that's interesting that you say that. Why do you think it's an, it was inevitable?
1: Well, we're in a world that's filled with chaos, contracts, just death. Why would it not fall upon us as well?
0: Well, it's also driven heavily by the almighty New Yen. That Please. it is. PVP happen. Bullet point number two. With PVP, unfortunately, there will be meta. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Sitting here, I would say all three of us are very good players about ignoring meta and keeping table talk out of the brains of our character. But when you get into PvP, eventually a little bit of that table knowledge is going to slip into the brain of your character because... It is you versus the person sitting across from you. And one of your decisions might be influenced by what you, the player, knows about that character. Is that Uh, a fair statement?
2: It is a very accurate statement because that happened to me this past game.
0: Well, Justin, it takes a big man to admit that. You know what I mean?
2: Because my character bought explosive armor-piercing rounds to end your character, but decided to use a Trank round on you instead.
0: I think that that's good, because I don't (laughs) want Walter Hornsby to die. But that's meta, because you, your character, your character would have had no qualms about ending my character's life. You would have just put the two rounds in the back of his head and got the 15,000 new yen and called it a day. But Justin, the player, said... Man, Tim really likes this character. I don't want him to die, so I'm gonna find a less lethal round.
2: Yeah, because I originally bought the less lethal rounds for Woven and the armor-pierce, explosive armor-piercing for you, because I would negate nine armor out the gate and guarantee your death. Mhm,
0: mhm. So, and that's that's the meta that slips in, unfortunately, when you play PvP. Anything you want to add in on that, woven?
1: Yeah, we talk a lot about meta. I think we should maybe name this show something about meta.
0: Wait, I got it. How about, (laughs) like, because we talk about meta, and we also want to talk about how there should be no meta. So how about we name it Meta No Meta?
1: Great idea. To meta or no meta? That is the question.
0: Okay, we're here to solve that lifelong question.
1: Uh, the only thing I would probably add to that is you are going to get to know more about Justin's character as you listen and you would realize yes there was no way he would have allowed Walter Hornsby worth a bee. Hornsby. yeah uh-huh.
0: Uh-huh.
1: to live there's none of our characters would have added too much of an eye but these are instances of Times where meta may just be okay. This is a group of friends sitting around table having a good time, and you recognize, hey, uh, <laughs> I'm about to ruin this game for my buddy here. And well, this could an experience for all of us. And Let me jump
2: in here okay, real quick before you hit your point. Just quick bit on this character, driven by money, sticks to his contracts, finishes his contracts to the letter, and despises... Tim's character, every time he speaks, my character gets those goosebumps of, I want to kill him, I want to kill him, I want to kill him, I want to kill him.
0: See, and that's exactly where I was going to go with this, Justin. It is, we all, I don't care who you are and how long you've been playing, with how much time you invest in your characters, you can't help but, I don't want to say fall in love with them, but I can't find the proper word for it right now. You have invested so much time and emotion into becoming your characters every time you play that the thought of one of your characters dying is, it's not quite traumatic, but it is a very hard pill to swallow. And when you get into PvP, that idea of somebody dying becomes a real threat. And I think everybody at the table at least if you're playing with a group of friends, everybody at that table is somehow able to take a step back and say, hey, whoa, nobody needs to die. We need to find a way to where we can play this as our characters would, but still keep everybody alive. You know what I mean?
1: There's also where you need to make it seem as realistic as possible. You don't... Need to overly worry about your buddy's game experience and hinder your own experience and how you're trying to build your character, <laughs> but do need to not also try to bull rush the game to where you're getting all the glory and you're killing them all because, doggone it, you're the best.
0: Hold on a second, guys. Woven would have taken the shot. Okay, all right, moving on. Just taking some notes for this Sunday's game.
1: I wish you wouldn't have said that out loud. Now I have to take a shot.
0: Whoa, I put it in there. You can't meta. Now the next time you see me, you're going to have to try and kill me.
2: Well, he's going to do it very spectacularly, because now I want to see how he's going to kill you with a grappling gun.
0: Well, that'd be a sight to see, wouldn't it?
2: (laughs) Yeah, I'm interested in seeing that now.
0: Oh, don't worry. I'm sure my dice will allow it to happen.
1: Stay tuned for the next episode of Meta No Meta.
2: The demise of Tim.
0: (laughs) Every episode is slowly the demise of my characters. All right, so moving on. There's one last point of PvP that I want to hit on, and I think our group does this very well. Uh, but your group, the listener, your group may not do it well. So hopefully we can help you do it better. Is there a way for a player versus player game to end without it ending in an argument? Is there a way for everybody to just wipe their hands, shake their hands with each other, and walk away and say, Hey, Justin, you did a real good job chasing after Woven this game. You almost got him. Hey, Woven, you did an even better job running away this game. And then you two just shake hands at the end of the game. Is that possible?
1: Oh, yeah. I'm going to elaborate on oh, yeah, and say as long as you leave the place with a fake smile <laughs> and then call up your buddy Tim and talk about them behind their back. Justin didn't play it right.
0: Okay, this did not happen. This did not happen
2: because here's the thing. I set back his character. I blew up his home.
0: But, yes, you did. We're going to get what, into that.
2: Which was unintentional, not intentional.
0: This is going to be a very heavy agent episode. Um, and I suppose I should, at this would be a perfect time to preface, I've been giving a producer's note. The correct name for your character, Justin, we've been using it wrong this time. It is not agent. It is Nolan.
2: It is Nolan Sorrento, and that is his alias that you guys actually know.
0: Mm-hmm. And see, there was a miscommunication there between our D- GM and us, the players. Matt and I, player, were never told your character's name. So we just thought his name was Agent. So I apologize to you, Justin, and you, the listeners, for not having the proper information from this point.
1: But now that we've got that settled... It takes experience with the game as well as a strong friendship to really be able to walk out of the game. You'll likely walk out a little flabbergasted, especially if things didn't work out in your way. But you will hopefully, with wisdom, begin to just play the game in your head and think of, well, how can I make this a good backstory to my character, and bring the whole experience alive by putting into a flow of motions. And that's pretty much what I ended up doing. Now, it's not necessarily my home exploding. That was actually a really nice touch. That's really cool.
0: (laughs) Hey, Matt, I know a guy that lives down by the river who would gladly let you crash with him.
2: Oh, not that guy. You know, as you said that, Matt, I look up and I have a shadow box with a a prayer written right in it. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference.
0: Where does uh, Walter fall into that?
2: Oh, Walter's my doormat.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, you know what? I'm going to shake things up here a little bit. I'm going to throw in a second podcast master's question because I just thought of a good one. Can either of you recall a time where you did have a PvP situation and you were not able to shake it off and walk away and leave happy and you were mumbling and grumbling and you were real upset that it happened?
2: (laughs) I can name one.
0: Okay. Well, you know what? I'm going to go first just because I don't think I've ever gone first for my own question. So I'm going to jump in first if you guys are okay with that. Go for it. So, Justin, it was in our campaign that we played with Ray. I figured as much. There was another player there who was very greedy. He was a tiefling. I believe he was a warlock, wasn't
2: he? No, he was... uh, I can't remember the name of the exact class, but he was a voodoo master.
0: That's what it is, yes. And he was very, very greedy. And... One day, my halfling was walking through a marketplace, and this old man said, hey, you want a magical sword? Well, My halfling, being the naive halfling he is, said, well, yeah, I could use a brand new sword. Why not? 10,000 gold. Pull out my coin purse. I have 500 gold. The tiefling walks up behind me says, well, I'll give you the 10,000 gold. And this is where the meta happens and the PvP happens. I didn't hear it. I don't think the DM heard it, but apparently the player said under his breath, I'll give you the 10,000 gold at an interest rate of 1,000 gold from the day I was born. This tiefling was almost 100 years old. I was lent $10,000 with $100,000 interest stacked on it from the get-go. So I didn't hear that part. So I go, yeah, sure, I'll pay you back. I get the 10,000 gold. I buy the sword. At the end of the session, he goes, hey, you do know you're now my slave. I go, well, why is that? I'm going to pay you back. It's only 10,000 gold. Two missions, and we'll be done. He goes, oh, no, I said 10,000 plus 1,000 for every day I've been alive. And I go, the expletive, expletive you did. Oh, no, it happened. It happened. Asked Ray. then Ray goes, well, Ray, being the guy he is who wanted to make every player, he didn't want to make every player happy, but he just hated conflict. He said, yeah, I guess I heard it too, so there you go. I mean, that's not PvP of him fighting me to the death, but it was PvP that crippled and destroyed that character.
1: Ouch.
2: Yeah, and then on a side note with that, I was, uh, he was the lone shark, I was the enforcer thug.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's just, it, it's just, luckily that game, well, luckily and unfortunately that game didn't last too much longer, but it's just, it's things like that that I think are unnecessary in role-playing games. We don't need to do that to each other we're all there to have a good time why intentionally try to trip up somebody and make them have a bad time you know what i mean
2: i agree and that kind of pvp doesn't really need to be there the downside is that was an evil campaign
0: it was it was i should have expected something like that but i guess i just i was a little too green behind the ears for that you know what i mean
2: yeah, well, you didn't see that coming.
1: You said that was an evil campaign?
2: Yes. yes, everybody's alignment had to be chaotic evil or lawful evil.
1: Then you're asking for it. I don't think there's there's really no argument to have to against PvP when you're choosing to do the evil alignment.
0: Well, okay, maybe it wasn't the best example.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, ouch, yeah, I agree with you. And then you said evil alignment. I'm like... What else are you guys doing if not trying to screw each other over as evil? Wow. I guess, really, without having played longer and without ever of playing an evil alignment myself, I don't think that alignment should be played with a group that you plan on. It should be a one-shot or a two-shot kind of thing where you guys can just go at it and annoy the credit of each other, but really just as fun memories, but just not because- as anything that you expect to last for months upon months upon months.
0: Because it won't end well is what you're getting at.
1: It won't. It won't end well.
2: Dave plays more the all for himself evil alignment, but the reason we did the evil campaign is so we could go, like some of how the video games are, where you can go in, kill off the town, take control of it, and have our own little base of operations type thing. And that's why we had to do the evil campaign, but Dave's character took it seven steps beyond that
0: unfortunately i mean like well like woven said now it's not the best example of pvp but it it's still i'm gonna stand by it it still is pvp because it was him versus me in a battle of wits where he was a seasoned veteran of playing he's been playing for i have no idea how long and this was my very first campaign so I, my, I, the player, did not know any better.
2: Yeah, you were green. You didn't expect that.
0: Okay, so does anybody else have a horror story they'd like to share of PvP?
2: When you all caught Khan, and I didn't know you guys had a reset, and you all caught Khan and about to kill Khan, so he's suicide-bested. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's not PvP. <laughs> that was the game correcting itself. <laughs>
2: No, because it was all the players chasing my butt over, trying to catch me. Two of you guys literally were trying to kill me. The moment I took damage and I'm like, well, Khan's dead. Fine. Suicide best.
1: <laughs> that was good. That was enjoyable. There are
2: a few
0: times, everybody, when PvP is accessible. Necessary. If there is a player named Khan in your game, by all means, just just kill him.
1: Yep, and that is spelled, con is spelled W-A-L-T-E-R.
0: Oh, oh, I think you're spelling that wrong. You're missing a few letters.
2: No, the current con is spelled W-A-L-T-E-R.
0: Oh, this backfired. Okay, moving on.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So he's not good with timing his jokes or picking up the jokes.
0: Oh, goodness. A little, little over the head there. Uh, Woven, any stories you'd like to share?
1: Mine has to do with another copy-and-paste Mangus. Somebody that wanted to outshine me as the dragon, and there became a PvP of battle over strength. I don't really remember the details, but of course it got heated because this was the type of player who kind of just threw his character together, identical to mine, but it was better than mine. And, uh, it, yeah, it's still obviously still to this day. It, I'm not too excited about hearing there's going to be another Mangus.
0: I mean, it's unfortunate because, like I said earlier, you do invest so much time and energy into creating your character. And when somebody copy and paste and slaps your character on there with a new name, It does get very frustrating. Luckily, I have not experienced that because nobody besides me is foolish enough to create any of my characters. So I guess I can thank myself for never having to worry about anybody threatening my characters. Hey, we're going to say here, I will admit that we did have some technical difficulties, everybody. Uh, Woven's laptop unexpectedly powered down. We berated him on the hiatus about getting a better laptop but things happen and we're moving on
1: and we berated him about getting a better character but we still got walter
0: yeah unfortunately ouch i can feel the love it is so thick in this chat right now why do
2: you think i fired at the back of the head there woven yeah so
0: one more thing i thought of one more thing during our hiatus and it is a story that I share my one of my coworkers shared with me this week. I told him about my podcast and I tell him about our episodes. He's going to start listening. And it was a story about how his group did a fun and successful one-shot PVP campaign. And I want to share this story just because we've been ragging on player versus player a lot here in the first half hour, but that's just because our group doesn't enjoy doing it. It's not to say that PvP...
2: Whoa, 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 whoa. then he's saying we didn't enjoy our PvP. He's saying our PvP was not successful. I say it was lucrative.
1: It was successful for me. Your guy ran into a door and I laughed. I'm sorry. I mean, it was great.
0: Okay, okay. I don't like PvP. Is that You don't
2: better? like it. You don't like it because you got shot up, shot upside the back of the head. I don't like PvP. Um, and you look,
1: became a slave to $100,000.
0: Yes, I've never had a good ex- encounter with PvP. Maybe that's just what it is.
2: But Wolfen, well, I think it's because of the characters he makes. Oh, Maybe. <sighs> oh, you,
1: you, were, you were saying, Walter? We're sorry.
2: Uh, my co-worker told
0: me about his campaign he did. It was these players. They've been playing for about a year, year and a half. And this session was coming to an end and it was time to end those characters so they decided what better way to send all of these characters that they had fallen in love with and spent so much time and in investing in than to have a free-for-all they just threw down and decided hey let's see who the last player character standing could be so they decided they teamed up with each other. They decided who to take out first. One got pushed off a cliff. One got pushed down the stairs. And then the other just got stabbed through the back.
1: Were they and... playing Clue?
0: No, no. They were playing 5th edition. Because okay. there was no parlor and no greenhouse.
2: Off the cliff. Sorry, i got to take some notes here. I'm getting some good ideas for Walter.
0: Okay, all right. Yeah, push off the <laughs> cliff, stab in
2: the back. All right. <laughs>
0: But my friend, Andrew, he said that, honestly, it was one of the most fun games he's played in a while. And I think he said that part of it was because they all knew and realized that it was the end and these characters were going away. So what better send off to give them? Another reason he's so happy and has fond memories about it is because he was the last player standing.
1: Yes, you were talking to only one part of that group
0: that is true
1: now granted this was you'd mentioned they were a year and a half veterans as a group so maybe he was speaking for all of them but there's also that chance that there was that one bitter player that was like nop nop i didn't help off that cliff they cheated
2: Yeah, that player that got pushed off the cliff, I bet, was the sour one because they probably didn't get a chance to participate in the PvP.
0: Well, see, and that's what I was kind of wondering when he told me that story because he said it all started with the character unintentionally, intentionally being pushed off the cliff.
2: Oh, you know that's intentional.
0: And then, unfortunately, that player then has to sit there the rest of the night and watch everybody else have fun. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. And this
0: is where it comes into, I don't like PVP.
2: <laughs> you, hey, you know what, Woven? He's the character that got pushed off the cliff. Just compare that to our last game. I can see why he doesn't like PVP.
0: It's just, the PVP unintentionally removes players from the game. And... That upsets me because I get one day a week to come out, have fun with Woven and Justin and Eric and Sam and Brian when he gets to be there. And if something were to happen to my character to where I couldn't go to our Sunday games anymore, I would be upset about it.
1: Yeah, there's possibly a time for it. But then again, without speaking to the rest of that group, Especially the one that fell off the cliff. It is a
0: very one-sided story. I will admit that. But I wanted to try and shed some positive light on PvP that I instantly turned off and went back to my hatred of PvP.
1: Here's the positive for you. If you win, great. If you don't, (laughs) yep, hate it.
0: Well, if you don't win, there's always the blank character sheets in the corner, right? There's that story going around. I'm sure everybody at this point has heard that story. I saw off of Facebook. a uh, young kid is playing D&D. His character dies. He erases the name, writes the same name and junior under it and says, "I'm here to avenge my father's death."
2: I'm sorry. I got to make reference. Uh Woven and I had a little bit of a talk earlier and if cuz I met her we discussed it a little bit. If your character had gotten killed and I had actually not meted, our GM probably would have looked at you and be like, okay, roll this many dice. Okay, write that down. Roll this many dice. Write that down. Roll this many dice. Write that down. And then you'd have a realization and look at Eric and be like, am I rolling stats for a new character?
0: Well, and that's the perk of having a good... I'm not going to say good. I'm going to say a great GM that we have. He, he coddles us. He loves to give us the stick about whacking some knowledge into us, but he does a great job at coddling us.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Kisser.
2: Hey, 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 this
0: has nothing to do with my character wanting to buy a lot of expensive
2: things. And that's why he balanced you out by having the crooked cop. (laughs) Wow, that
0: darn Crooked Cop. Don't get me started on that Crooked Cop. You know what? Let's get started on that Crooked Cop. Gentlemen, are you ready to discuss this latest mission we are currently in the middle of?
1: Oh, yes, by all means.
0: Okay, then we are going to start off with my Crooked Cop.
1: We're going to have
2: one disclosure here real quick for all the listeners. You may hear us get heated, may seem like we're heated, but we're all good friends and we like to mess with each other.
1: Oh, shut it. You know you cheated. Now continue on. Well said,
0: well said, Justin. I'm going to speak over Woven there, who already is getting a little fired up.
2: Oh, shut up, Walter.
0: (laughs) So (laughs) anyways, Crooked Cops. Let's talk about Crooked Cops and how they are a thing and Walter is a victim of the system these two are already, I think they're silent because they're too busy rolling their eyes.
2: It's more like a facepalm on that one. Wow.
1: The, game. the only victim that Walter is to is to a poor creator named Tim.
0: <laughs> the game.
2: Walter's starts- problem was he was born.
0: Oh, goodness. Okay, okay. Let me pick Walter up and dust him off a little bit. Goodness, the game starts with me telling my arms dealer contact, Mick, that I am ready to meet up with this person who is selling the exact same guns I just was robbed of. So I've got it. My Walter already has it in his brain that he is going to get his guns back and he is going to stick it to this cop.
1: Let's go ahead and give a little backstory here. Now... This game, we were hoping it would start off with just as what he was saying. We were going to just run right into this head first. Mm-hmm. And this was the last week we talked about the McDonald Massacre. That was not the connected mission to this week's. You'll have to listen back to our first debriefing mm-hmm. to fully know what we're leading into here.
0: Correct, because paging Dr. Dipstick is the episode that happens chronologically right before this one where I get robbed. Yes. There we go. He admitted it. Moving on.
2: You didn't get robbed. You were foolish enough to turn them over.
0: I got robbed. So that being said, our friend woven, you're sitting at home and all of a sudden you have a ring at your doorbell. Why don't you go ahead and fill us in on that?
1: You said, I get a ring at my doorbell. And this time, being smart, interwoven that I am, knowing that I have bars in my window, which, why haven't I gotten a blowtorch for those yet? But, don't worry, guys. (laughs) Somebody blowtorch those bars off eventually. Well, you know,
0: we were all wondering why you didn't learn your lesson from the last mission when you tried to escape out your window, because you just went right back to your windows, and they're still barred.
1: Well, Interwoven is learning, and he's learning, and he's learning. For one, I learned by deciding I am going to put surveillance on my place. So I put a camera through my peephole and a camera down the hall from my door. That was already mistake number one. The peephole was correct. but The second camera should have been at the entrance to the apartment. Mm, And I quickly learned that.
0: Well, to give people a little heads up, you live on the seventh floor, correct?
1: Yes, that's right.
0: So, by putting it on the, in the lobby, you would have gave yourself seven floors
2: worth of time. And he, he corrects that mistake.
1: I do, after I get a nice little visit from this troll who's geared to the nines. He's already walking around with high-level equipment that Walter only wished he had, and he yeah. stands at my door staring into it for five minutes i only know because i have that camera on the people and i'm watching them
2: wasn't it a minigun that he was holding
0: it was it was a minigun that goes on to a helicopter i believe is what eric said
1: like i said high grade equipment that walter only wished he had (laughs) so what do i do when i see that gun and that guy standing in front of my door I say, all right, DM, I run into my bathroom and jump into the tub. A tub? You think you got a tub in that crappy place? Oh, of course I don't have a tub. So You
0: have a shower stall. Yeah. And in that shower stall, you have a toilet.
1: Mm. Yeah, I think I made a little joke about, all right, put me in that toilet, but that didn't work out either.
0: So your character is trapped in his apartment with a menacing troll blocking the only exit. What does Interwoven do?
1: Thankfully, he doesn't have to do much. He sits there for the five minutes panicking on what he should do, but the troll just leaves. And so as soon as he does, as soon as he walks the corner that my camera can see, I run out the door to start stalking him, but he vanishes.
0: And now I should preface this because some people may have forgotten that you have a direct feed into your brain of those two cameras, correct?
1: That is correct. Into my eyes.
0: Okay. So you're seeing those cameras even while you're cowering in the
1: toilet? Yes.
0: Okay. So you knew the second that troll left?
1: I knew the second he left. And Like I said, I tried stalking him. He got away. So I quickly took the camera at the end of the hallway... And put that sucker at the lobby door.
0: And that pays, uh, that definitely pays off here in the future, which we oh, will get to.
1: It really does.
0: So, Nolan, let's jump over to you. The very first thing our GM, Eric, does is he walks up to you at the start of our game and shows you a nice picture of my character. He says, hey, 10000 for his head. And what's your response? Done. Okay. He then goes sits, Eric goes to sit back down. He pulls up another pitcher, walks over to you. It looks a lot like interwoven. He says, hey, oh, 10000 for his head, too. Your response? Done. Hence, the PvP conundrum begins.
2: Hey, I was handed a contract.
0: So, that being said, I have here in my notes that you actually try to reach out to Woven and tell him that there's a hit on his head, correct?
2: There's a few things that occurred beforehand. Oh, sorry, sorry. They gave Nolan GPS location of a trace. He follows that. That's a little further bit, but at the same time, I got the contract. I got those two contracts, added uh, the GPS trace point, and I got a hold of Sam. I do believe you call her Matilda there, Walter.
0: Well, th- th- I've never said that, that I think that's her name. That's just Walter's code name. That's the general name he throws out that you guys would go, oh, hey, Walter's here and he's trying to find us because he's looking for Matilda.
2: And then uh, she decides to try and course you guys into directions of getting you into open areas.
1: Insert little butt kissing. Melina is the greatest character that we could ever hope to have, and I look forward to her being a part of this podcast.
0: And with that political advertisement over, we can keep moving. Uh, so you contact Melina first.
2: And then and afterwards, I contact Marcus, which is my arms dealer, which okay. is I am on very good terms with. Uh, I ask him for Blood Spatter Tranquilizer Darts, which is a trank round that gives the exact look, appearance, and effects of a kill without the kill. And then I ask for Explosive Armor Piercing Rounds.
1: First, I have to ask, is this good terms as in, you know, Walter and Achmed good terms?
2: No, this is on terms of how you are with the Fixer, but a little better.
0: This is on terms of Walter thinks he's with Ahmed.
2: Literally something that should have taken me two or three days to get. He got me in half an hour.
0: Yeah, this is the terms that Walter thinks he is with Ahmed. Nolan and his arms dealer are actually on good terms. As any good hitman should be with his arms dealer. So you've got your equipment. You've got your... I don't know, what do you want to call Melina? Your counterpart? Your sidekick?
2: Uh, basically, my Johnson for this round.
0: Okay, alright.
2: And then once I have all those in place, and about five minutes out from his place, is when I message him and state, hey, there's a contract out for your life for ten grand. Give me fifteen, and I'll protect you.
0: Mm-hmm. So then, of course, in I'm Aruba- going to actually
1: we're going to have to backlog here a little bit. I don't remember that happening before you show up at my place.
0: Well, I believe it was while he was on in route to
1: your place. No, nope, nope. I remember very clearly that just as soon as the troll left and this is a little meta, Eric looked over to Justin's character and said, here's another contract for you. And then not too long after that troll was gone, and I place the camera to the lobby, I see Agent walking up to my door. This was before he sent me a message. No, I sent
2: the message
1: before no, I entered the building. because I, I I knew right away this guy shouldn't be here. I don't know why he's here. I said to myself, and I said to myself, Meta, no Meta. I was thinking, all right, I know I've been working with Agent or with Nolan but he doesn't know where I live or who I am, so why is he at my place? So I know for a fact that you showed up before messaging me, and then when you showed up and I ran off, you decided to text me saying, there's a hit on you. I'll Give me 15 and I'll protect you.
2: No, I remember what it is, is Eric didn't allow it to be sent because my jammer was
1: on.
0: That's what it is. Gotcha. sent it, disconnect. But, yep, you sent it, but you had your... Well, as Woven likes to call it, your black hole on. Yes. And then as soon as you turned it off, the message came through: bloop, bloop, 15,000 will make me loyal to you. And interwoven, you have the perfect response of taking a bounty out on Nolan's head.
1: That's right. I tell him: if, it, <laughs> if I got to pay to make you loyal, then you're never loyal. But I'll be happy to take care of you, and I send him a little picture of me putting a bonnie on his head.
2: But see, I am loyal. I am extremely loyal to the new yen. Ah, The almighty new yen. So then,
0: Woven, you know what? I'm starting to read through our notes here, and Melina, a.k.a. Sam, she's making out like a bandit right now. Because Nolan has successfully hired her to hunt down
2: woven ah now, here's the catch 22 on that i asked her to assist me she would receive half if what she does assists in the final collection and she didn't
0: and then well now also though woven you then contact her to help you hunt down Nolan.
1: oh yeah i offer her 20
0: Twenty thousand or twenty new yet?
1: Twenty thousand.
0: Okay. Well, you know there, you got somebody in the group who would work for (laughs) twenty.
1: But you didn't contact him. I called Walter later.
0: Yeah, oh yeah, a little too late if you ask me.
1: (laughs) He didn't even think to warn you either.
0: Um, I don't think he knew. Did you?
1: And I had no idea about the contract on your head. I just knew that there was one on mine, so I didn't see the reason to warn you about a contract in my head.
0: So speaking of Walter, since we brought him back up, let's see what wonderful things Walter is doing. He's at home playing on his brand new phone that uh, Dr. Dipstick so graciously gave to him. Uh, All of a sudden, that phone rings, and he gets a phone call that says, hey, this isn't your phone. I go, yeah, it is. Of course it is. It was gifted to me. By who? Well, Dr. Drummond gave it to me. Okay, well, where's Dr. Drummond? Uh, 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 click. Hang up. All of a sudden, I hear huge, massive helicopters land right outside my home. I'm not referring to it as a van anymore. That belittles me.
2: <laughs>
1: More than yeah, you already belittle yourself. That is what belittles you.
0: They land outside my house, which may be a mobile home.
1: mobile home?
0: They walk up to the van door, and they start to pound on it. Dr. Drummond, are you in there?
2: Hold on, hold on. To you listeners out there, think of going to your local scrapyard, seeing an old, stereotypical pedophile van up on blocks, rusted completely out no motor in the thing uh you open it it's filled of guts gore mold and he's living in it
0: well there's no guts you cleaned them
2: up that's why
0: there is some remaining tweaker brains in there that i have not yet cleaned out
1: for those that enjoy the holiday snack of meat Cheese and crackers. The only thing his van is missing is crackers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Walter's the crackers. They got it all.
0: Oh, goodness. So, anyways. They pound on the side of my van. Dr. Drummond, are you in there? Yes. I'm here. I'm okay. Basically, basically, that Microdex sends a SWAT team to my cell phone location and they're looking to extract Dr. Drummond because he's been MIA from work for several days now. They just hired him back and he hasn't shown up yet. Hmm, I wonder why that is, Nolan.
2: Hey, I got permission from Celine and a contract on her. Win-win. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. It's funny how it The windfalls of your windfalls are my loss because they pull out a Gatling gun and start shooting up my van because they now think that Dr. Drummond has been kidnapped by a nut job that lives in a van. So after my van is shot up, I finally get out.
2: Oh, you're missing two key parts.
0: Okay, what's that?
2: As they were shooting up the van, you yell out. Stop or I'll shoot them. So oh, that
0: is correct. So That's they correct.
2: stop shooting and launch gas canisters through the windshield. That is please,
1: correct. Please allow me. You guys are still missing a few things. This is one thing. One bad thing about us doing this a few days after our game, we we begin to miss some pieces. But you your listeners get to enjoy us recollect it and bring it back to life for you. But actually, when you try to trick them into leaving. All of a sudden, you hear this blowtorch, and they start cutting into your door.
2: That is correct. That is, and, that's what triggers them, yeah.
1: And I decide, because this is uh, chronologically, just before Justin's character, Nolan, shows up to my door, I'm still hacking to his phone, so I'm hearing this. So I decide that I'm going to try and help out Walter. I get on his phone, and I pretend to be some... Nah, I don't know, a tweaker or whatever saying, if you come in here, I'm going to blow out this doctor's brains.
2: Oh yeah. I forgot. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, yeah. 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 <laughs> that, that's when they decide to blast open the windows to the van and throw in some tear gas.
0: Yes. And then I am for, it, it's funny how all of this is conspicuously missing from my notes
2: uh our 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 our, okay our entertainment woven and myself's entertainment in this game literally so far has been seeing how far walter falls flat on his face
0: oh it's pretty flat every game so after being gassed out of my van uh, i end up having to get out obviously and i say hey hey i'm just a low-life scum who found this phone, and I didn't want to give it up. They snatch it out of my hand, look at me, look at the phone, they say, all right, this is ours now. I then proceed to run after them and try to bribe them. I said, hey, 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 I'll pay for the phone, I'll pay for the phone, it's a good phone. All right, 6,000 new yen. I go, I'll give you 500
2: No, you started out with your traditional 50.
0: Oh, that's true. That's true. I did start out incredibly low. And I slowly worked my way up to a thousand new yen, which almost killed Walter, I'll have you know, because that's a lot of money. So anyways, of course, they look at me and laugh at my thousand new yen offer off of a six thousand new yen phone. They push me into the mud and take off.
2: Oh geez. I forgot about the mud.
1: Well, yeah. they they took off and because of their taking off pushed you into the mud because the pilot to the helicopter did not mind putting the back end of their helicopter yeah. and pushing you. That's
0: and what I said. They pushed me.
1: <laughs> and then and this the... isn't this isn't your typical helicopter, you're thinking. It doesn't have the propeller on the back that would have chopped him in half when they nudged him. No, no. this is more like a uh, like a B tall is what they
0: call
2: them, correct? Yeah, how
1: would you how would you describe that? Give the viewers like a visual description on what that would look like.
2: I'm Think of it over to Justin. Th- yeah. Think of an extended cargo van with four rotary engines hanging off each side. So it is like a encased propeller type piece and it's rotary style. If you've ever seen the Terminator movies with the Skynet planes, or if you've ever seen Resident Evil, how it's got the enclosed rotaries, or even when you go and look at the Avengers and the uh, rotary jet size.
0: Or even just a more futuristic resemblance of a military-grade helicopter.
2: And you're forgetting another piece. The captain told the guards that were with him at the same time, don't let him on. If he tries to get on, kill him.
0: Well, well, yeah, that, that, yes, yes, that was left out of my notes as well for some reason. My suit's muddy, guys. My suit is filthy, and I pride myself on my appearance. So I got to get my suit cleaned. And where does Walter Hornsby go to get his suit cleaned? That's right, he goes to the car wash.
2: And he is so cheap. He rushes in as another car is getting washed.
0: Well, he isn't gonna pay for it.
1: Well, first Walter finds his way back onto his vehicle, and while he's in his wonderful cheese and meat little van, I don't. We got to think of a name for that. While he's in that, that's when chronologically Nolan showed up. I ran off, avoiding his capture. And one decides to place a little gift around my joint.
2: All righty. This is where I'll come in. Uh-huh. He doesn't answer. I'm banging on the door. And then after a bit, I kick the door in. I then search through the place, trying to find receipts or any kind of information on him to see if where he might go. And there's absolutely nothing.
1: Little so, did he know... I just went to the roof.
2: So I turn my jammer off. That's when the first message goes through. And then I message saying there's a contract on his head and on. This is when I think I tell you about our special ed buddy, uh, Walter. This is when I tell you, tell you there is a contract on Walter's head. And then I'll let you jump in on what you said back.
1: Um. I think it's just me being very distrusting of you and, in, in short, telling you to shove it.
0: More,
2: yes, that's... More or less.
0: Yeah, that's a good
2: summary of it. <laughs> hey, I
0: don't trust you. Get
2: away from me. And yeah. now, Nolan can't get angry. He, that motion doesn't exist in him. So, Nolan is sitting there just kind of like... He's a 19-year-old kid.
1: Whoa, whoa, whoa. First of all, Nolan doesn't know the age of this person, what he looks like, and that he's a kid.
2: He could assume he's younger. I have, Nolan has degrees in psychology and sociology.
1: So, well, well, even with degrees, nobody can go without a face to look at. Oh, he's 19.
0: Well, you could assume by your stature and your I'm
2: saying younger than me. I'll say younger than me by his mannerisms and everything. And I'm only 21. There
1: we go. This is a great meta, no meta, you know, kind of get an idea of what each is.
2: Well,
0: exactly, because we, the players, we know that Interwoven is 19. Our characters don't know that. We could assume that he is a younger adult, uh, but we don't really have, we don't have any way to hone in on his age yet.
2: Right. And then going through his apartment and everything else, and I'm just sitting there and I'm like, you know what? I got you. I got you. I then in turn use my demolition skill to rig all the explosives off me for the entire apartment.
0: So when you say I got you. Do you mean, I got you, as in, I got you, homie, I'm going to help you out, or I got you, I'm going to blow you to smithereens?
2: Both. Okay. Elaborate. Well, Hitman, philosophy, everything else, I'm not the only one with a contract on his head. So, I don't want him dead, I want to trank him. So, I got him, because if he comes back there, I get my payout from the contract anyway. But if I can talk to him beforehand, I can disable everything while I'm away or use this as a way to deter anybody else coming to get him, thinking okay, somebody else is going to try and come kill him.
0: Okay, so you saw this as your win-win. Either you're going to win by killing him or you're going to get your hands on him beforehand and You could fake it with the explosion.
2: No, that was not my intention with that. That was if anybody else tried to come after him from the original contracting point, because I don't know if I'm the only one with this contract. So I'm like, either I'm going to take out and kill the competition. B, I'm going to get him if he decides to come back. Or C, I can just basically turn around and make sure it's completely covered on from all ends.
0: Okay, alright. I mean, that that was the right call to do. I liked that decision you made. So, in the meanwhile, all this is happening. Interwoven, you are on the roof. And you know what? It's finally my turn to interject some table talk here for things we're missing and embarrass a character of my own. And during this point, you are discussing with Eric about your parents' where they live, and how feasible it would be for you to get to your parents.
1: Oh, uh, yes. Uh, don't worry, I know how to edit, too.
0: <laughs> Needless to say, Interwoven's parents live in Los Angeles, and he has no way to get to them.
1: That's what Eric says, but dongon it, I'm a 19-year-old boy, and Mom needs to do my laundry.
0: Oh, so you're going you're gonna to be FedExing it to her.
1: That's not a bad idea. I didn't think about that. There you go. Didn't wasn't this last game where I tried to ask Eric, is there a way that I can break something down and teleport it somewhere? Remember, I I, didn't I have that talk.
0: I believe it was, but I can't remember what you were trying to teleport.
1: I I think I was trying to get a lock of Sam's hair, uh, Molina's hair, because I thought, yes, I thought she had a contract out on her as well. And that's when I was informed that she did not.
0: Oh, that's correct. That is correct. We're getting a little ahead of ourselves.
1: Yes, yes, we are.
0: So, Woven, you're sitting on the roof. Who do you contact while you're sitting up on the roof?
1: Someone's going to have to remind me.
0: You contact Melina, and you tell her that you want to meet up at the stuffer shack to try and get things figured out.
1: Yep, I ask her to show up into the stuffer shack. I believe I send you that message as well. Walter uh, Hagsworth.
0: Hornsby. Walter Hagsworth Hornsby. Uh, I believe he gets that message, but something keeps him from getting there. We'll get to that. Anyways, you're texting Melina and a boom, a loud explosion just rocked your building. Which one of you two wants to fill us in on what just happened?
2: Uh, you want to take that one, Woven?
1: Oh, yeah. I feel like slinging some mud right now, <laughs> Justin. <laughs> 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 so I feel like this is a good place to put heated moments. And Justin had mentioned that the reason why he did that was to, and I air quote, protect me. Now I feel or that... Or
2: eliminate you.
1: <laughs> okay, <laughs> eliminate me. Uh, that's that's one of the tough things about meta and not metating. When you're playing this game, you have an idea of how your character is going to be. And then while you're playing, you're getting more and more information from the DM on the session that you're playing. So that kind of affects you as a player on crud. Uh, how do I play this character now? Or... How was I playing this character? Or you you begin to skew on how to be faithful to who your character is. And at first, I know Nolan's character was there to just blow me to smithereens. That's all it was. But later on, Nolan, Justin used that as an argument that, no, no, I was... I because he it, it, we're gonna get to it later. He tried to buy me a lifestyle, but anyways, no, 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 buddy, no, buddy. I was trying to just no. You tried to kill me. You tried to kill me. It's, all right, all right. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not. Getting, I'm not getting. I'm not. No. I, it, just I'm not getting worked up. I'm trying to pervade. He's to the char- uh, as his character right yeah. now. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm. I'm trying to share with. The- how you especially if you are new to the game, how you're gonna start getting like, no, you tried to kill me. When as veteran players that Justin and I are, I'm not really all that worked up by it. But hey, you know you tried to kill me. I know you tried to kill me. I'm watching you and I'm going to unmask you. you. That too. We're gonna get that. We're gonna taste that. That too. But but as somebody that may not have been playing the game for long, as and I'd mentioned in our earlier episode. If you go into this game writing down that you're the best, everything you do is the best, and your backstory is you're the best, and then you PvP and you aren't the best, you're going to walk out of there not as calm and collected and having a good time on this podcast like we are.
0: Well, you know, I will raise my hand as I will gladly admit that I am still the green player. You two are a lot more seasoned than I am. I will raise my hand and say if those would have been explosive rigged onto my van and it would have been me that could have blown up, that would have been a hard pill to swallow. Matt, you handled that very well. Granted, nothing happened to you, but if that would have been me, I would have been a little perturbed at Justin and there might have been some spiteful meta that came into that game
1: i'm the type of player that loves to have even when i'm just playing a random board game there has to be some kind of story of how i got from one place to the next and with justin blowing that place (laughs) up really is a great story to my character i am now getting out of that what do we call it section eight Uh joe apartment filled with roaches place and he's making me have to move on and find something new
0: so you just see this as the next chapter in interwoven story exactly and that is a beautiful way to look at it all right back on track woven you and well you and you assume melina are on your way to the stuffer shack walter's currently getting his suit dry cleaned Did you explain Uh, how the place blew up? Oh, no, we didn't. What happened, Walter?
2: You are Walter.
1: (laughs) See? Hold up. Hold up, viewers.
2: (laughs) Hold up, viewers. He is so in tune to his character. His character is slipping into here, because that is something his character would do.
0: Okay, Walter, I'll explain what happened. So, woven through his ocular eye, his cyber eye sees a tweaker from down the hallway as soon as noland leaves the tweaker opens the door looks left looks right sees a guy that's got to be worth at least 50,000 new yen leaving that apartment he's going to go see what the heck that guy was doing there cuz that guy probably left money or drugs or guns or something good there that tweaker runs up there grabs that handle turns the door, and
2: kaboom! The
1: whole building shakes. Windows shatter.
2: The upstairs neighbor, downstairs neighbor, and neighbor to the side. All of those apartments are gone in a flash.
1: No, what was that neighbor's Rex. name? Rex! Not Rex.
0: Rex! Woven had already saved Rex's life once before, but now Woven, you unintentionally murdered Rex.
1: Oh, no, no. I unintentionally <laughs> helped Rex kill somebody else. Somebody else murdered Rex.
0: It's The blood is all on your hands, Wolf. and like I can see Nolan's. it dripping.
1: Oh, jeez. You've gonna... got
0: the blood on your hands, and you've got the blood on your murder car.
1: That's going to meta into my next game.
2: No, the blood <laughs> is on Walter's hands.
0: Walter hasn't done anything. He's at the car wash.
2: Brains are on Walter's hands.
0: Well, there you go. Yeah, Walter's at the car wash right now getting clean.
1: Actually, if we remember correctly, you had walked back into your van when you get another knock from somebody that has a picture to give you and a contract.
0: Oh, that is correct because... And this is going to tie back in more. This ties into the McDonald's Massacre because it is a mobster looking fellow with slicked back hair he's in a tracksuit with a toothpick in his mouth he goes yo ten thousand dollars to kill this guy and it's a picture of Nolan. and i say no thank you he is my friend i don't kill friends
1: he's I, my best friend
0: i believe uh, i said best friend yeah and i don't i did. close the door
1: oh. and, at,
0: and at that same time woven is also texting me hey Noland is trying to kill me 20,000 new yen to help me kill him.
1: Nope, I didn't offer you anything. I said to you that you're paying your favor for my help now to get your guns back.
0: Okay, and I, again, I decline. I say, nope, not killing my best friend. Sorry, we're all friends.
1: We're going to get along. Did you just, I say, he just blew up my place, tried to kill me. Well, did you guys just try to talk it out? Yes,
2: he did try to say that. And I'm sitting there across the table trying not to laugh. Because at this point, Woven, a.k.a. Matt, is giving him a glare that I have never seen come across his face.
0: Well, see, and this comes back to the playing your character.
1: The screws
0: that are loose in my character's brains, you guys are his best friends. And
1: why on earth would
0: he try to kill you guys?
2: The, The look on Woven's face was that of, did those words just come out of your mouth?
1: Yeah. (laughs) That happened.
0: So after I reject a lot of money that Tim, the player, should have easily taken, but Walter, the upstanding friend, rejected, I decided to go to the car wash and get myself cleaned off.
1: Well, that was... Just after they decide to shoot your van down for not taking the contract,
0: that is correct. They, that's correct. That's when also, the
1: bullets happened.
0: Well, yes, that's true.
1: I, I want to hear about his washing duty, please, Walter. I want to <laughs> hear the <it in> detail.
0: <laughs> oh, okay, geez. so and this is this was a great time where I wish we could record our table conversations because we had a nice table conversation about this. We stopped <laughs> playing. And it was Sam who looked at me and said, hey, you do realize those car washes, they start off with hot cycles. It is hot water. And I look at her and I said, do you honestly think this is his first time doing this? Yes, the first time he probably jumped in a little too soon and he got scalded for it. But he is a seasoned veteran of the free shower and free laundromat now.
2: So he knows how to avoid the hot wax and the undercarriage wash now.
0: Well, the hideout, he kind of enjoys that undercarriage.
2: (laughs) Oh, Oh, jeez.
0: So he knows the perfect time to jump in where they're doing the cold rinse. He jumps in there. If there's another car in there, he squeaks by him while scrubbing himself head to toe. And then he waits for the jets to turn on to dry the car. And voila, a brand new suit
2: and a brand new Walter. Hey, don't forget you did state you were staying in there enough time to be able to get your suit clean. Ditch your pants, and oh, while you're the underwear. Ahead of yourself,
0: that's the next time.
2: Oh, that is. I forgot yes. you did that twice that game. Oh, jeez.
0: Well, my suit wouldn't stay clean.
2: <laughs> <sighs> I forgot.
1: <So. laughs> let me let me get this right. You stay in that undercarriage cycle for long enough until you get that blue shine again.
2: Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Right now, I have, like, taken my glasses off, and it is a double face palm.
0: Well, you know, this goes back to playing your character. I know I'm not going to achieve great, glorious things with Walter, but he's a fun ride, and I'm going to enjoy it as long as I can. Well, Walter is squeaky clean from the top of his head down to his blue undercarriage, so we figured this would be a good time for us to take a quick intermission. Like we stated in the beginning of this episode, it is a long episode, and you're about halfway through. So if you want to keep on going, go right ahead. But if you do need a little break, please feel free to take a break. Come on back when you're ready. We won't be offended. Episode 2, aka Part 2 of Part 1, will be sitting here waiting for you. So if we see you in a few seconds, that's amazing. If we see you tomorrow, later this week... Just remember, Walter is sitting here waiting. He is squeaky clean, and he has got an amazing story of hilarious anecdotes to share with you.